Hello, and welcome to People Keep Dying, a podcast where we talk about people who die. I'm your host, Angela. And I'm Stephanie. And this week, I get to go first, but I actually have like a super happy story, which is weird for death. So you're going to... Oh. <laughs> so I don't know if like you should... We, I have a, we have a happy death today. Yeah, I don't know if I should have like ended it, but it's whatever. It, I mean, last week was pretty sad. So this I mean, is super like it's not the things that happen are really shitty. But then like you feel, you know, like that sense of like, yes, yeah. you get I got that reading so, the story. Right. Well, I'm glad that you're pumped, pumped up to read, to read me, to read me your story. This story. Yes. And this happens, by the way, um, I'm going to get this right in 2004. So I still doing a pretty recent. Do you have any sources that you want to credit? Um, a lot of Indian, I never Indian times, and this happens Ooh, in India. It's an Indian. Yes. So this happens. Death happens in Nagpur, India. And just so, like, just for some clarity, in case you didn't know, India does not treat women like they are their equals most yeah, no, of the no, time. No, no, no. They think, yeah. Well. Nowadays they're getting a little they're bit better. They're trying to get a little better, but it, it is a little bit more progressive. There's still acid attacks. Yes. There's still lots of rapes. Oh my god, I can't. Yes. I remember when I was younger, the first time I ever watched like a, a something like a special on acid attacks. Uh, that made me awful. so fucking sad. Especially like, um, it's not even like especially like, but the one that really broke me would have been that model. There yeah. was like a model. She was so beautiful, and then like some asshole and then there was another girl and it was just like a random stranger in the fucking street just yeah. like walked up to her and threw basically just her like face. oh you know what how dare you be a woman yeah that's what it is so, so <sighs> anyways toxic masculinity so to better understand how something like this happens i'm going to give you a really quick and not sufficient at all lowdown at the caste system in case you didn't know what the caste system was i don't know what the caste system is so the caste system is a system that divides hindus in a ri- rigid hierarch- hierarchical 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 <laughs> sounds wrong higher well because it's Hier- a hierarchy yeah hierarchical group it sounds like hierarchical 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 no Hierarchical, it sounds wrong. <laughs> Hierarchical groups based on their karma, which is work, and mm-hmm. dharma, which is duty. There are five. I've never heard of dharma. Um, that's like I've only referenced dharma, dharma, dharma. I had was like that dharma really shit. Yeah, that really <laughs> shitty TV show. It wasn't shitty either. I remember I really liked it I as think a it was child. Like, I think it was just before the time. Yeah. Like. Because it had that guy from Criminal Minds, mm-hmm. and yeah. So I, I actually did enjoy that show when I But anyways, there are five main casts. Brahmins, which are the priests and teachers, which are like, you know, I'm going to start from the top to the bottom. Okay. Kshatriyas, like which it. I'm going to say all of these totally butchered up because i don't know how to say Listen, we're not we're gonna pronounce it the way it's spelt and if you don't like it then spell it the way it's pronounced and on top of that like starts with a k s h so I, you know what <laughs> they're the warriors and rulers class they're the vishayas which is v-a-i-s-h-y-a-s don't, don't spell it just i'm just saying like vishayas? i just vishayas Vishayas, which are the farmers, traders, and merchants. 
shudras, which are the laborers, mm-hmm. and the dalits or the outcasts, which are basically street cleaners or latine cleaners, latrine cleaners, whatever. They're basically uh, the, the latrine, latrine, latrine cleaners. cleaners. They're they're gar- they're in their in their system garbage people. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. The caste system is more than 3,000 years old. And I actually only knew about the caste system because I had a friend who, like, whose family, I guess, like, practiced it. Mm-hmm. So he talked about, like, how his sister, his parents were really happy because his sister was marrying someone of the same class and they are from a high class. And I didn't understand any of that. So I was like, that's cool. I should probably listen more. I don't know more than if I did. I mean, it's a... It sounds interesting. Yeah, there these main these main five castes are further divided into about three thousand castes and twenty five thousand subcastes based on specific occupations. That's ridiculous. Which I will not fucking no, go into. We're not listing all of those crazy. This words. isn't a podcast about lists lists <laughs> or things that i don't know about unless we do the murder about a something something list what was his name john list no. john i don't know so outside of the caste system are a shoots a shoots a shoots the dalits which i think is already the lowest class or basically the untouchables i like, would say wait okay so the dalits were the latrine cleaners okay yeah, yeah so yeah and I'm, so they're, they're, they're basically the same level as them they're outside of the caste system okay. basically you're and they're called the untouchables because they're basically it's like well you're so gross i don't want that. that's yeah it's disgusting if i touch you i'm gonna get cooties yeah the and cat, my class doesn't deal well with cooties the caste system dictates the hierarchy and every aspect of hindu religious and social life so Upper and lower castes live in segregated communities in most more rural regions. They don't share water wells because you don't want to share with yeah. those people. I'm going to share with the lowlies. And people of a much higher class, Brahmins, can't accept food or drink from Shudras or lower. Hmm. So the caste system is basically like, you know what? I'm so much higher than you. No. The caste system is basically a class system. Yes. but even more so like like ridiculous everything which is super rigid and like i understand why they didn't like no i really and you can only marry within your own caste yeah okay but i understand why they did them back in the day that's what you do everyone did them back in the day it's just that this and now we're working our way out of it this is the one thing where it gives it a name Mm -hmm. i guess the system bestows many privileges on the upper caste, obviously, yeah. while sanctioning repression of the lower caste by privileged groups. Sounds like the government. Mm-hmm. In recent years, castes have become less important and people from lower classes have found ways to hold prestigious positions. So every once in a while, you'll get someone from a really low like, class. It just works their way up. It works their way up because they're smart enough and resourceful enough. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes they lie. This does not mean caste identities don't exist. So back to my story. Okay. I assume caste identities are going to come in play later. Yeah. We'll explain (laughs) how everything happened. Mm -hmm. Nagpur is the third largest city in the Indian state of Mahashatra and the 13th largest term in terms of population in India. So it's a big city. Mm -hmm. In Nagpur, there lived a skeevy piece of shit named Aku Yadav 
that was all around awful. Oh, no. In some articles, he was described as a gang leader. He was known to assault and rape younger girls. Oh, that's always pleasurable. Aku didn't just rape for pleasure, but for control as well. I had bad word choice there. (laughs) (laughs) But thanks for playing off of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I'm going to hell. (laughs) But he used the rapes um, to break and humiliate the community. Yeah. This was because he only raped girls within the untouchable caste. And that's why the caste system comes up. Because... You know who gives a shit about untouchable cast people? Nobody. No one. That's why. There mm. were a lot of people within the community that commented on the fact that he ordered his henchmen to drag girls as young as 12 to nearby buildings to be raped, which were how he controlled the men within the community. Like, if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm going to rape your kids and I'm going to rape your wife and I'm going to rape everyone. Yeah. In India, admitting to rape is taboo and typically the victims are blamed for it as what? you shouldn't be surprised because this is india so like if he was to be like yeah i raped someone they'd be like oh you can't say stuff like that basically how, how could she do that yeah. to you how or well what was she doing oh my what was she wearing and that's exactly what they say what was she drinking dozens of women still felt compelled to come forward and report him meaning that he was so bad that women who knew that the system was against them still went and did their duty and went to the police and reported them. And that's mm. much stronger than most people. Yeah. The 300 families of Kasturba Nagar were terrorized by him as a coup barged into their homes, demanding money, shouting threats and abuse. Wow. Residents have also said that he had murdered at least three neighbors whose bodies were dumped on the railroad railway wow. tracks. This dude's just like doing the, whatever the fuck he yeah, wants. Because he can. He is? Um, he's just a higher class. It doesn't oh. say what class, oh, okay. but you know, the untouchables are the lowest class. So even if you're one cast above, still better than untouchables. That's so now a question. Maybe you know this, maybe not. Is there a hierarchy as well with the police where like there was a branch for police for the low, for no. the untouchables no. and there was a branch of the police no. for the higher ups. Okay. You, the, the police worked for, yeah. So yeah. I assume like if you were a police officer, you were just a certain, that was like, a class portion that you were yeah. in could you be from like a high end class and still be a police officer you can but you don't want to be like why would you want to be i guess i mean to, i don't know yeah see okay so many said that the rape victims lived in oh yeah many said the ra- a rape victim lived in every other home in the slum that's how many people were raped in that wow. neighborhood the by rep- just him by just him damn the reports to the police of all these actions were would go to deaf ears and Aku had his hands in all their pockets. Mm-hmm. He bribed the local officials, obviously. Yes. And in return, they protected him. Man, that's a woman who had reported the rape would all come back with the same story. Several were told, You're a loose woman. That's why he raped you. Yep. Well, what does that say about him? Another was accused of having an affair with him. It wasn't rape. You were just having sex with him. Wow. On top of being ridiculed by officers, the officers would report the women back to Aku. Aku would then go visit the women, threaten to throw acid at them, rape them, rape them again, or hurt members of their families. So um, what do you get for going to the police for help? More violence. Yeah. Finally fed up with all this, one of the residents, Usha Narayan, 
with her brother-in-law lawyer bypassed the police and filed a complaint with the deputy commissioner because mm. the local police were the ones who were yeah. corrupt but if you go higher up you might actually be able to get something mm. done and probably because she had the man yeah like the brother as yeah, well brother. who was a lawyer who was what educated yeah, that he helps probably too had some connections yeah. to be able to do something like that it was the best bet she had yeah they were promised a safe haven and ward got out about the charges being placed against him the thing was that like he had been charged before but he always posted bail because they always just let him out yeah people were beyond and then he probably kills the girls so then they don't show up or intimidates them enough intimidate so he doesn't, show need, up he doesn't need to kill them he can yeah. just nothing happens yeah. to him fear is a powerful motivator people were beyond sick of his shit at this point and on august 6 2004 hundreds of residents smashed his house to rubble because they were like get the fuck because you know was he inside no he was okay. Oh. He wasn't, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Aku was not home as he sensed the boiling anger and disappeared. Because he had oh. heard from the grapevine and his henchmen, like... Someone told someone, him. Someone, yeah. And probably someone the police. Snitched. You know it was the police. Probably. Yeah. After the attack, Aku surrendered himself into the custody of the police. The police had said that he would be in danger if he came back. They suggested he surrender in their care for his own safety. Hmm. The very next day, he would appear at the city's district court and 500 slum residents gathered wow for it one of his henchmen passed a coup a blanket full of knives like knives covered in blankets the the women protested after seeing because he was basically like trying to protect himself just oh, in case okay. and then the women saw what was happening and then the so the henchmen were arrested and a coup was taken back into custody because it's like you can't do this shit can't mm-hmm. get away with this you're not in your fucking slum areas where you can get away yeah. with this kind of shit before leaving Aku threatened to return and teach every woman in the slum a lesson Ooh. and you know he he had been he had been there's nothing that says that he wasn't going to do it again yeah this was very likely as every time there was any charges laid on him he would get out on bail and continue to continue to be a dick bag which yeah, yeah. Hearing that he would likely get bail again, because he had consistently before, on August 13th, 2004, around 200 women came to the court on the day of his hearing. Wow. After spotting a woman he had previously raped, he taunted her, calling her a prostitute, and said that he would do it again. The police who had well, right, it, who like had it. been carrying him in laughed at this statement they probably did she took off her shoe and began to hit him shouting we can't both live on this earth together it's you or me this is where Ooh. it gets real good okay okay the 200 women armed with vegetable knives and chili powder were fucking over it chili powder yep with <laughs> weapons drawn and 200 very angry women the two officers that were guarding him ran and Aku was attacked by all sides. Oh my god! Chili powder was thrown in his face, and stones were thrown at him. Oh my god! As he tried to fight back, one woman took her vegetable knife and hacked off his penis. <gasps> Damn! How did they? She get his penis out? Like because they, they fucking ripped off his clothes. Fucking dude! All I all I'm thinking about is like that chili powder inside of a wound. Like, yeah, but it was into his uh, eyes first. Uh, in, in the case, cuts oh, though and then the he cuts. was also stabbed another 40 times oh i don't oh. feel bad about that yeah no i mean the chili powder yeah just <laughs> the, the the thought of the chili powder going into the wound and in case you're wondering me. where this all happened did i mention that this was on the shiny white marble floor of the nangpur district court oh, they did okay, not give was- a 
fuck. They no. were going to fucking kill yeah. him. Yeah. And you know what? It was one of those times when I read it, a murder and I was like, good. <laughs> how mm. many women did? So 200 yeah, women. Over, but like how many women uh, had he raped? Like hundreds of women. Hundreds. hundreds. Or at least over a hundred. Yeah, so like, and or if they hadn't been raped, someone in your family was raped. And that's fucking Did garbage. they kill at least two hundred girls? No, they they said that, that he um may have killed three people. No, did they like did they punish these women? Oh, it's so hard. Okay, oh, okay. Okay. okay, okay. Fifteen minutes later, a coup was dead and his body was unrecognizable. If you type in his name, they show you a picture of uh, the blood stain uh, of the white marble floor oh. all of his blood everywhere no. that's the picture that shows up every time you happen his name by the way no so i mean they blur out his body but then you can it's really it's not that hard to find pictures unfortunately of his dead body yeah see that's the picture that they like that murder scene is the picture that everyone has it's not as much as i was no but she, they, just, they just stabbed one person yeah multiple times it wasn't like a they lot of people them up against that uh yeah that and you there. know what fuck him yeah all the power to you ladies um the police tried to arrest five of the women but the mob protested every woman in the slum took responsibility for the murder they're all just like i nope it was me i did it it wasn't her i did it because why not yeah and usha the girl who went to the police where her brother-in-law said it was not calculated it was not a case that we all sat down and calmly planned of what happened it was an emotional outburst the women decided that if necessary they'd go to prison but that this man would never come back to terrorize them yeah no because he had said that that's what he was gonna do yeah and it's (sighs) after the murder many prominent lawyers issued statements supporting the lynch mob in circumstances they underwent, they were left with no alternative but to finish a coup. The women repeatedly pleaded with the police for their security, but the police failed to protect them. Mm-hmm. Said Justice ba- Bavahan. I can't say these names. I'm sorry if you're <laughs> Indian or you speak that language. And I'm just, yeah. Several you're women- doing your best as a Korean. Yes. I mean, the English language is already so hard for you. So I know, right? I was just only <laughs> born here. It's not a racial statement at all. I'm going to write. Sorry, that's going to be apologize. the quote. Someone's going <laughs> to hate gonna, me. You're like, cut it. No, I'm not going to cut that. I'm going to leave it in. People can people can hate me for my, for my statement if they want. Several women, including Usha, were arrested and tried for murder. But by 2012, they had been released due to lack of evidence. Because it's hard to prove who murdered him. And you can't arrest all of them. Yeah. Smart. I mean, you could. They have in the past. So that's the end of that murder. But there is actually is an interesting connection <gasps> that I made. Okay. A coup had a nephew named Amar Yadav, 30, who had been recently acquitted of organized crime charges amar and his two accomplices worked at a tea stall in the daytime and committed thefts in the night he had later shunned crime and switched to a normal life after appearing in the court to depose as a witness for his uncle aku's murder case mm-hmm. his body was discovered the next day Ooh. he had been attacked at least 15 times with a sharp edged weapon so you think it was like no. he was last seen with the two teenagers that were his former accomplices the teenagers confessed to killing amar during an interrogation hmm. because amar had been making sexual advances at their grandmother who was in her 50s <laughs> and on one occasion with a knife 
Wow. And they're like, fuck you. The teens cornered Amar in his usual drinking spot, and a 17-year-old stabbed Amar in the head first and then repeatedly over the body, while the 15-year-old thrashed him with an iron rod. Wow. They then dragged Amar to the other side of the market and beat him with the rod to make sure he was dead. God damn. And I wanted to add That's that. so aggressive. On there, because I thought it was important that there was a family connection of just... Someone else got murdered. Yeah, you type in his name, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, and his um, nephew also got murdered. Wow, that but is. I wanted to cray cray. give you a story that makes you feel like you know what? Good. Well, it's so weird that you did a double murder because I'm also doing a double yeah. murder. Um, it's not gonna be as happy. No, it's not as happy. <laughs> You're not gonna feel like yes, got him. Yeah, there's no. no because nobody gets got. That's right, Angela. I'm ruining your life with an unsolved no. double murder. Uh, and I mean, it's not even a double murder. There are just two murders that happened that are both unsolved. Oh, okay. I know. I know you had said recently that you didn't like that. And I was like, yes, it's like TV shows get canceled and you're like, what happens next? And then you just screw your TV. That's what, that's what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> I have a really hard life guys. Okay. So I'm going to tell you the story of Holly Perinian and Molly Bish. Holly and Molly. The deaths of Holly and Molly. Mm. So on August 5th, 1993, 10-year-old Holly Perinian and her younger brother, Zachary, who was five at the time, were visiting their grandparents in Sturbridge, Massachusetts, while their parents were at work. <clears throat> Sorry. And uh, the neighbors, uh, the grandparents' neighbors, apparently, had their dog just had a litter of puppies and so holly and her brother zachary had gone out to go look at these the new puppies that had just been born however along the way zachary had gotten scared by another dog and had run home mm-hmm. uh and then when he got home his dad was like hey like go fetch your sister go get her yeah bring her back we're gonna go uh and when he went to go get her she was gone, and all that remained was one little red shoe by the side of the road. <sighs> and because this was a small town, I think there was like 3,000 people, uh, word spread really quickly, uh, devastating the whole town. Uh, news spread even quicker, and uh, hundreds of people from the three uh, surrounding states uh, signed up to come and look uh, for little Holly. They scoured the forests in neighboring towns, uh, and almost three months later, in Brimfield, Massachusetts, a little over eight miles away from where she was abducted, poor little Holly's remains were discovered uh, by some hunters. And while the police were able to collect some DNA evidence uh, around the area, unfortunately, there wasn't very many leads, and the case ends up going cold. Until January 2012, when the police started to reinvestigate the case, uh, because now... It's we've got like two th- or like 21st century. We can yeah, now we have do our dates, DNA t- evidence. We can now do our DNA yeah. testing, uh, and they run uh, the tests, uh, some DNA testing on some of the items that they had previously collected, um, and they get a positive DNA match to a Mr. David Pulio. And David was a outdoorsy guy who liked hunting and fishing, and was extremely familiar with the area. Uh, the only problem was is that uh, David had already died uh he died back in 2003 uh so they were unable to bring him in for questioning Mm -hmm. uh and the only thing that they really have proof of is that that 
just that David or one of his associates uh, was at the crime scene around the time of her disappearance. So the police put out some feelers for people associated with David that might be able to give any information about his whereabouts between 1993 and 2003 when he died, uh, listing him as a person of interest, but not a suspect. Um, But unfortunately, nothing turns up and the case runs cold again. And we're going to deviate a little bit um, to... Uh, and our other murder, mm-hmm. which is Molly. Molly. So Molly was a 16-year-old lifeguard in Warren, Massachusetts. And on June 27, 2000, her mother Maggie drove her to her shift uh, as a lifeguard at the pool. Several hours later, uh, the police contacted Maggie to tell her that no lifeguard had been on duty at all and that Molly's belongings had been left unattended at her station. So... Basically, what happened is Maggie's Maggie drops Molly off, and uh, she goes over. She puts her stuff down, and 25 minutes later, uh, a mother and her daughter that like pedestrians or something had said, "Hey, like, there's no um, lifeguard. There's no lifeguard on duty." And uh, then uh, the life like so the lifeguard manager came down, or the manager came down, and they're just like, "Well, her stuff is here. They don't know where she is." And it really wasn't like uh, Molly. They weren't to, worried. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't like Molly to not show up for her work. She she liked her job, so they the uh, they immediately called the police. And that's good. Uh, missing persons was uh, put out immediately. Uh, so Maggie files a missing persons report and she informs the police that the day before she had seen a suspicious man with a mustache in a white car parked in the lot of the beach where Molly's lifeguard post was located. Uh, But when she didn't see the stranger, but that she didn't see the stranger when she had dropped Molly off that morning. Uh, However, another witness reported seeing a man matching the description uh, standing in the pond's parking lot shortly before Molly had arrived, and another witness reported that he had seen a similar car parked at the cemetery connected to the pond by a path. Um, an extensive search was immediately launched, and it would end up becoming the largest and most expensive search for a missing person ever taking Massachusetts. In the fall of 2002, a hunter uh, sees a blue bathing suit in the woods. And the following year, uh, after a private detective had gone and was doing some uh, research and investigating, he mentions it in passing um, about that he had seen a blue bathing suit one time. And the next year, in June 9th, 2003, Molly's body is discovered five miles away from her home. Uh, It started with uh, the first, I think in April, uh, her one arm, a part of her arm was found. And then oh. over the several weeks as they continued to scour through, they I wonder found if the she was held body. captive for a while or was she de- badly decomposed? It, it was just her skeleton. So oh. she, they don't, they don't know how she died, but her body was a little, was scattered, but that could have mostly been like animals moving. The, yeah, that's the bones true. Around. Yeah. Um, Police immediately think that uh, the case between Molly and Holly are uh, linked as both girls were found in similar fashions in neighboring towns and forests, like right outside from where they were taken. Uh, However, much like Holly's murder, nothing comes from any of the leads, any of the DNA evidence, um, and the case for uh, Molly goes cold. During investigations, it comes out uh, the little sweet Molly had even written a letter to Holly um, when Holly had disappeared. Uh, 
expressing that she was very sorry and that she wished that she could make it up to her. Uh, She had seen uh, everything on the news. Mm -hmm. Um, She wrote, Holly is a very pretty girl. She's almost as tall as me. I wish I knew Holly. I hope that they found her. That's so And it was just like, that was such a sad little, like, they were 10 years old at the exact same time. It can't. Um, it feels like it can't even be a coincidence. Yeah. Well, they didn't know each other, uh, yeah. but it was just it was like very small towns all like together. It's just yeah. a very small area. A lot of people know the same people. Um, so we're gonna talk about some suspects. So in two thousand and nine, uh, the police started investigating a new suspect, uh, Rodney Strain Rodney Stanger, uh, a Florida resident. After he killed his longtime girlfriend, Crystal Morrison, of 20 years, uh, her sister calls the Massachusetts police and is basically like, hey, I think I know who killed Molly Bish. Um, She probably had some suspicions beforehand. And then after he fucking killed her sister, she was probably like, hey, yeah. Uh, Turns out Rodney used to live a few miles away from where Molly had lived and had moved to Florida shortly after Molly's murder. She said that Stanger looked very similar to the description given by Maggie and was known to have access to a white car and was often and often used to fish in the commons pond where the car was parked and go hunting in the woods where Molly's body was found. Even more coincidental is that Rodney had a brother named Randy and Randy Stanger uh, was also connected to the Holly disappearance. Oh, So at the time of Holly's disappearance, Randy was living in a tent in the woods near Brimfield, which is where she was later discovered. Don't we should just not let people live in tents in the woods. Yeah. And better yet, uh, they matched the he matched the composite sketches that the Perinian family had produced after Zachary started getting intense flashbacks of the face of the man he believed that he saw the day his sister disappeared and this was like years later so Mm -hmm. she disappeared in 2000 and or sorry she disappeared in 1993 and then in 2005 he He started started getting like really bad flashbacks repressed memory yeah exactly um and so they went and got these sketches produced in 2005 and they didn't even see his face uh randy's face until 2009 wow um and it, it like shocking, shocking comparison in terms of uh, the photo. I actually, I have them. I'm going to send them to you later yeah. so that you can on these like all the on the Instagram. Instagram. I didn't take yeah. notes this time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No. So that was one connection to both murders. And another man that was linked to both murders was Robert Arms. And he was a day laborer from the same town where Holly disappeared and apparently was acting very suspicious after Holly's disappearance. He went and bought new boots the day of, uh, and then he got rid of his car that he had been driving, which was a pickup truck. And it was, um, so the grandmother basically lived at the end of a street. Like there was a couple of more houses down, but it was the end of a street. So any person that would drive past that house would have had to have turned around. Mm -hmm. And the only vehicle that they had seen that day was a truck. Oh, um, but they were basically saying like it had to have been a like a a crime of opportunity. Like it would have had to have been something where someone just drove by the wrong and street. picked yeah. her up and then left just because of the time, uh, the, the circumstances. But if they drove down, they would have had to have driven back the yeah. other way. And so they had said like the neighbors should have seen something, but nobody 
really reported anything. And then later on, it came out that there was this truck. Well, he had had this mm-hmm. truck that he got rid of the day after, like the day yeah. after or shortly thereafter. Um, the police basically looked at it like he was trying to get rid of any physical evidence. Um, he also was, he also approached Holly's family offering to help search and raise money, uh, for her or for them, which as we know, like some offenders do go that. A lot of offenders do that to still be a part of the situation. Yeah. So they, they can know things, right? So they can see like how it's progressing. So, I mean, it's very possible that he was just a nice guy and it's all circumstantial. I mean, it must be because like they don't arrest him um well, like, they must not have had enough evidence there's none no yeah. they, they don't have it's enough all speculation evidence in any of them to make any arrests in the in these murders so uh he even went to the press and declared himself a suspect even though the police hadn't like announced that he was um and that he denied having any involvement saying that i have a clear conscience and i don't need to confess to something that i didn't do to have a clear conscience. Why? And it's just like, who goes on national TV and says that? Like, so attention seekers. Yeah. I mean, some people do Police, confess yeah. to crimes that they haven't committed. Like I told a story just a couple of weeks ago yeah. where someone had done that. So it I happens mean, in that new Netflix um, series. Wow. Oh, uh, the innocent man yeah. or whatever. I was going to ask you if you had watched the, I watched the, like the, the first like three the episodes trailer looked really interesting yeah, on what it good. was, but I can't, I can't handle it. False when confessions false, happen. When, yeah. When people coax out false confessions, uh, it makes up, me really uncomfortable yeah. because it's just like that Taking could happen to anybody of mentally ill people as well. Cause yeah. they'll admit to anything like the Brandon Dassey confession. Yeah. Tapes, like those were so, painful to watch um okay uh so yeah so the when the police so he had he was like going to the press and saying all this before the police were even had gone to talk to him and then when the police did question him they weren't able to establish an alibi for the day um that holly disappeared and then he failed a lie detector test come on but somehow they like somehow they never arrested him uh because they lacked sufficient evidence uh, and then with Molly's case, um, the only thing that kind of connected him there was that witnesses placed him in the area during the week of the disappearance where they were just like, he was, just, he was in the area. Yeah. Um, and he vaguely resembles the composites, the first sketch of the white car man that Maggie's mom had drawn up. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's still a person of interest at the time of that article was being written, but as of 2018, no arrest. So maybe he is, maybe he's not. There's no proof. That's the big thing. Is that's, that, that, that's always the yeah. problem with these kinds of things. If there is no proof, you can't convict. Yeah. So apparently you can't just arrest people. Um, uh, you have to have They proof. do it all the time if you're not white. <laughs> <laughs> no, is that, is that bad to say? Yeah. Um, I was going to say, well, maybe not in murder cases, but no, definitely more in murder cases because yeah. it's usually the cops doing the murder yeah. of the non-white people. But it's different. It's not different. No, 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 in their opinion, it's a different. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. different because, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so then no. a third person that they had linked to both murders was Gerald Battistoni. And this dude was a real piece of shit. Uh, he was firstly convicted, in a, firstly, he was a convicted r- pedophile and rapist mm. uh, who apparently had a pension for 10-year-old girls. Ew. Um, 
he would ask his wives because he had a few uh to put on child's underwear dress and act like kids sometimes he uh would Asked them to pretend that they were 10 years old. Mm. Um, one of his wives even said that he also demanded for her to refer to herself. Who married him? Refer to herself as the name of the girl that he was convicted of raping. Ew. That's twisted. To me, that was like, there's a lot of twisted shit in that, that whole part. Obviously. But like, to have your wife call herself the name of the victim that you raped like that's who marries these types of people exactly and <laughs> and they procreate with them sometimes and just i can't yeah i can't um so don't I'm, get married <laughs> i'm married but don't get married. don't get married you never know anybody no uh so a private detective named daniel daniel malley discovered that gerald had been familiar with both areas where the girls had been abducted he looked eerily similar to the composite sketches for both of them and uh when it got released to the to the papers and the news that gerald had been linked to both murders uh he attempted suicide in jail by slicing his own throat they should have just let him die because he was in jail for the for the rape and stuff yeah. of the other of the ten year old and the thirteen year old. I mean, it's one of those things where like he he, he probably did it, but we can't prove it. I mean, it. realistically, like I think it it makes sense where all of them did it. Like maybe not the brothers, like no, Rodney not the brothers. and Randy. Yeah. Like I like them because I've they're pieces of shit. But like the guy that was acting weird afterwards, like Robert, I definitely feel like Robert probably did one i feel like this guy who already is super weird about 10 year old girls yeah he doesn't want to live anyways regardless if he did it or not so um let's just yeah is that me so um so yeah he tried to he tried to slice his own throat unfortunately he uh failed he failed um but he ended up dying a little bit later in 2014 uh from just a little illness in jail he just I was hoping someone stabbed him to death. And they don't yeah. like pedophiles in jail, by no, the way. Don't. So uh, I'm surprised someone didn't fucking get which him. Which is probably why, well, which is probably why he tried to kill himself. Because he's yeah. like, holy shit, like, here's another fucking thing. And, like, the Molly murder was huge in Massachusetts, especially in, in Boston. So, like, that was, you don't, yeah, you just don't. No. Um, so uh both cases again end up going cold um in june of 2018 they've started doing some new data testing in the molly bish murder case uh because i guess they found a little bit more evidence but as of right now in december of 2018 uh there hasn't been any updates or arrests uh being made yeah so my personal opinion is that I don't really think that there's a real connection between the two murders. I think that it's just two small town girls that were murdered. Like, yeah, I don't think there was a connection. I just think no. that that's how they disposed of yeah. the body. And it's also possible the body, like, because they were in the woods for so long, they got mm-hmm. scattered randomly. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it's the same, but it's not. Well, it was it was more like once Molly, because Molly was six years later. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't in a different town and everything and it wasn't was just, the same yeah. age group either no no um now i think that uh who was it i think the guy 
that like ditched the car and like his he boots so and stuff suspicious. like that. He's so suspicious for the Holly case, and yes. then he died. And I really kind of feel like it's it's him. Yeah, like I think it but was on top his of wallet. That, he also had the DNA. Yeah, the DNA. Yeah, and I think it was a him. wallet that they found. Yeah, which is why it was like it was either him or an associate. Uh, because maybe like someone just had his wallet or yeah. whatever and it's also possible someone pickpocketed him as well yeah that's, but that's with what I mean. the like, selling of the truck and everything else it seems because really yeah suspicious. and he because like he didn't have an alibi he failed the lie detector test but i mean he's dead so it's really kind of hard to prove that right exactly. because like and you can't just go back and be like oh he did it um because what if he didn't and then you still have someone out there like who's yeah who's a murderer who's who a got murderer. out yeah and you know maybe went and killed molly now with molly like it could be one of these guys it could be none of these guys but i'm definitely like this uh gerald guy he sounds pretty good like why would he why would he try to slit his own throat mm-hmm. if like he had he wasn't guilty or he yeah. didn't feel any guilt or he wasn't worried yeah. about getting caught yeah and so maybe gerald didn't do holly but he might, he probably, probably did molly. molly yeah so of the three i feel like the two dead people are the ones that actually committed the murders and then the ones, but nothing's gonna yeah. be able to come about it because they can't interrogate dead people yeah because yeah. they're dead and unless they so find they like their secret it. diary somewhere where they're like i married it i murdered this girl one day yeah. and then, which they're not gonna do no like so well i mean they're narcissists usually right and they usually keep like tokens from their kills so it's possible that they might be able they might find evidence where it's like this girl was wearing this one thing and then she was missing it and then he had it in his possession and his home yeah but i sort of feel like at this point if they if they had any of their possessions yeah uh they would have found that by now and they would have like dealt with that um so these are the people that are of interest there's obviously more that the police haven't like given out yeah um, so ho- I don't think that Holly's probably ever going to get solved. I think maybe the reinvestigation into the Molly, Molly case, case yeah. might, um, but I don't really think that the two are connected, um, unfortunately. Or it's going to be like the Golden State Killer one where it's like out of nowhere, all of a sudden we get all this information. Like if they actually, the cops yeah, are really maybe. close and they're just not releasing maybe. it, it until they have everything. It's possible. Cops, yeah. cops do that all of the time. And which is what you're supposed to do because you don't want the people who committed the crimes mm-hmm. to be in on what's going on yeah they don't want to know because they get on on it yeah he like th- what's his name got was all like hey i'll i'll help out i'll help out you want some money yeah. I, like uh, that's I'll guilt some money. Mm-hmm. but anyways that is my holly and molly the murders of holly the and holly molly. molly the murder the holly of molly. massachusetts holly molly murders, holly molly murders. the holly molly murders mm-hmm. And I sort of feel like people probably want a connection because their names are so similar. And they're from the same area. And they're the exact same age. And they're the same age. Yeah. From the same area. It's just, it's too close to home and it's too coincidental. In small towns. You don't want to think that there's two murderers in a small town. Because it's murders that rocked small towns. Mm -hmm. And like, they're so, like, it's just, that's actually where I got my article from. Was murders that rock small towns. (laughs) (laughs) 
right. Well, I hope you enjoyed our stories this week. If you guys have any suggestions uh, for some new stories or stories that you guys would like to hear in the new year, uh, you can send us an email at peoplekeepdying at gmail.com. You can also message us on any of our social media. We're on most things that people keep dying. And if you could rate us, that'd be really appreciated because yes. I didn't know I was supposed to beg for these. <laughs> but if you are not doing anything right now, just um, press like, you know, a five star because... Yeah. I'd really appreciate it, like a lot, a lot, a lot. You know, I'm no one who sits there and stares at reviews and it's like, how come no one loves us? <laughs> so yeah, be sure to like, rate, and review. subscribe, review, do all, all of that, things. do all that fun stuff, so that uh, and share us with your friends. Maybe your friends yeah. would like to listen to us tell you about horrible stories. Say, you know what? The first, I, the one I did today wasn't awful you know what no no today's murders were not bad i really hope that i i really hope we done a good job but anyways we're doing a good job yes i'm telling you right now we are doing a good job all good right job. guys thanks for listening hopefully you're not dead by the new year and you can listen to further into our podcast bye bye